Thanks for joining us. To keep up with the latest news and podcasts, visit www.propelchurchaz.com. Now get ready for a great message from Pastor G. Um, obviously, within the aftermath of Hurricane Harvey from this past week, and uh, obviously you've all been in touch with the news or social media in some way to see what devastation has taken place. Today we want to pray um, with Houston, as I know many churches are across the nation, as our president has declared this a national day of prayer for Houston. I just want to take a few moments in our service just to pray over them, obviously to pray for peace for those that have lost family members and friends, uh, for those that are who are displaced from their homes or they've lost everything. I pray for safety for those that are rescuing and those still being rescued, uh, and also for churches in the Houston area, just really to show the love of God to their neighbors and to those in need. And I know there are many efforts that are being promoted and pushed that way, but let's just take a moment to pray and ask the Lord, uh, and just really think about it this way, the body of Christ today in our nation is, is coming together to pray corporately. God answers that. He sees that. He moves in powerful ways to do miracles. And we are believing for lives to be changed, souls to be not only saved, but needs to be physically met. So let's just agree together this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your unconditional and great love for our lives. God, we don't understand everything of why we experience trials and tribulations, but we know, according to your word, that there will be those things. And God, we just, Lord, cover the area of Houston today with your blood. Lord, we just call on your name today as other churches, as other believers today in our nation are rallying around and supporting in stand of Houston. God, I pray for those today that may have been, uh, they've lost family members or friends. We pray that you would comfort them, Holy Spirit, today. You'd wrap your arms of love around them today, Lord, to minister your peace and wholeness. God, we pray for those that have been displaced from their homes or they've lost everything, that your peace, Holy Spirit, would fill their hearts and minds today. God, that you will meet on their behalf to meet all of their needs. God, we pray for safety for the, for the rescuers and for those that are still being rescued, God, that you would just keep them safe in your hand of protection today. Lord, we pray for the church, the body of Christ at large in the Houston area, God, that they would love their neighbors and show your love to their neighbors in practical ways. To those that are in need, God, we pray that you multiply the efforts, that you would multiply every single supply that is needed, God, that it would go beyond. And Lord, that you would help us as a nation to turn our eyes on you, God, in this time. Lord, we pray that you meet every single need now, that you would be glorified, that lives would come to know you because of your faithfulness and working, even in situations like this. And so, God, we just entrust the entire Houston area into your care now. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said... Amen. Hey, thank you so much for praying, and I pray, or I want to encourage you to pray, just to continue praying for that area, and it's going to be a, a, quite a bit of a long road in some ways for them ahead, um, and so just be praying that God would meet every single need, that he would be glorified, and that, um, that God would do something amazing in our nation, you know, a spiritual awakening. Sometimes it, it takes situations like this to, for that to come about, but we just need to keep praying as the body of Christ is standing in the gap for the Houston area. All right, pull out your Bibles and your outlines and silent your phone. If you would, 
We're in week three of this series entitled All of It. And we're looking at the fact that when it comes to receiving and walking in the blessing of God, we would all say at the core of who we are in our hearts, we would say, yes, God, I want all of it. I want all of your blessing. I want to live with all of your favor and blessing in and through my life, in and through my home. And sometimes, though, even our thoughts want that blessing from God. We, We expect a blessing from God. But sometimes those thoughts and intentions that we have don't reflect in our actions. Meaning this, sometimes we live outwardly or how we live outwardly is different from what we expect or want God to do when it comes to his blessing. We want God's blessing in our lives, but sometimes our actions don't follow through on our part to receive the blessing. And Paul said in 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8, he said, I fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith. He said, now there's in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. And I want you to see again this morning that to receive all of God's blessing, we must follow through on the principle of finishing. And Paul was really talking about that principle of finishing here in these verses. He said, because I've finished what God's asked me to do, because I've finished what God has called me to do in my life, now eternal life is waiting for me. And he says eternal life is waiting for all of those who are waiting for Christ, who are living for Jesus, who are waiting for his return to go to be with him in heaven one day. And so the principle of receiving all of God's blessing in our lives is dependent on whether we finish or not. We must follow through in the different areas in our life to receive all of God's blessing. In the last couple of weeks, we've actually looked at receiving all of God's blessing in the area of our relationship with God. And then last Sunday, we looked at that when we walk in the fullness of God's blessing in our areas of our relationships with others, our relationship is changed with others. We can experience and reap the reward of having healthy relationships in every area of our life. Because of God's blessing, when we're obedient to do the things and live the way that God has called us to when it comes to others. And today we're gonna look at that God desires to pour out his blessing in our lives in the area of our, our calling in life. He wants to bless what we put our hands to, what we work at. Each of us have been given giftings and abilities to utilize with our calling and whatever it is we do in life for the glory of God. And God wants us to walk in his blessing in this specific area of our life. And you may be thinking this morning, well, pastor, I I just go to work. I just, I have my job and, and it's not really a calling in life. And you know, I just do this. I get up in the morning, I go through my routine, I get my kids ready or I, you know, I start my day doing this way and I'm just, I'm just doing it. I'm, I'm surviving. I love Jesus, but I don't have a specific calling. And I want to encourage you this morning. I want to tell you that you do have a calling. Amen. We each have a specific calling in life. And God has given you that position at your workplace. He's given you that job. He's placed you in life as a mom or as a dad. He's placed you in life to be a child of God. And you have been given a specific calling and a purpose in your life. Amen. And I want to reinforce that in your thinking and your heart and mindset this morning. Paul reminds us in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 to speak to this. He said, for we are God's handiwork 
created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And so Paul tells us we are uniquely created and given a purpose and specific works to do and finish. Again, each of us have been created by God for a purpose. You've been created by God for a specific purpose. That first purpose is to have a relationship with him, to know God, to love God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, all your strength. That's your first purpose. And the second purpose is to do good works, to do what God has called you to, to do what God has placed in your path whether it be at that job or education or being a mom or being a dad or whatever it is in life, to do things for the kingdom of God, all those things are your purpose. They're good works that God has prepared in advance for you to do. And so God, if you think about it in this way, and I love that Paul says this, that he's created and prepared in advance specific, specific things for your life, for your life, for you to do and accomplish. And there are things that God has called you to do that I can't do. Because that's your specific calling for you. He's created you to accomplish them. And there are things that God has created me to accomplish in my life that you can't do. Why? Because it's God's calling on my life. Because it's the good works that he's placed in my path for me to do. But we have to know that each of us have been called by God and given a specific purpose and good works to accomplish. And so we have to be busy about what God has placed in front of us and called us to. What about Jesus? Now, obviously, Jesus has always existed as the Son of God, but I want to remind you this morning that even he, as he came to earth as a baby, the Father sent him with a specific purpose and works to accomplish. Because that's the Father's heart. That's who God is in his plans and purposes for our lives. And in John 5, Jesus talked about how John the Baptist testified or told the truth about who Jesus really was and is and what he came to do. And then Jesus said this in John 5, 36. He said, I have testimony weightier than that of John. For the works that the Father has given me to finish, the very works that I am doing, testify that the Father has sent me. Wow, one verse, and we're just talking about this, that we have to finish in order to receive the fullness of God's blessing. Jesus said himself that the Father has given me these specific tasks or these specific good things, these good works, his purposes to accomplish or to finish. Again, even Jesus had a specific purpose to accomplish while he was here on earth. Ultimately, we know that his purpose was to go to the cross. That's why the Father sent him. That's so clear, according to John 3. But his three-year ministry had purpose. There were good works that Jesus had to do here on earth before he could die and give his life for us to show us the purpose that we're called to in our life. The miracles, the healings and provisions, etc., were works the Father wanted Jesus to do to show the heart and love of the Father. Jesus displayed who the Father was and is through those works. And it's the same with you and I. And understand that Jesus identifies with us in that we're called to accomplish something for the kingdom of God. 
while here on earth because he had to do the same. The father had sent him to finish the works that he had sent him to do. Understand that with God's handiwork, he created us with artistic skill and craftsmanship. Sometimes when you and I think about God creating the world and creating us as humans, creating mankind that he just obviously spoke it in existence and it came about and so it was out of effort and labor or that he just did it and that's all it was. But I want you to really think about what this verse is saying here because God didn't create us as a result of just an effort or something spoken or because he willed it, he created us with his artistic skill and craftsmanship and who God is. In other words, let me say it this way. God was intentional about how he specifically created every one of us. God was specific when he created you. He was intentional when he created you and he made you because each of us are different. Each of us have different personalities and we have different giftings and callings. But as his handiwork, we are uniquely different from one another, which represents a part of who he is. That's why we make up the body of Christ. That's why we represent, even throughout humanity, a part of who God is. Even those that are lost today, they were still created in the image of God. Their life hasn't been redeemed yet, but there's a part of them that represents who God is because he created them uniquely with intention to our lives. And God didn't create mankind out of a cookie mold, but he has specific intention in mind for each one of us. And we know this because God laid out his plans for you to accomplish before you were born. Scripture is very clear about that. We just read this. God prepared in advance specific things for you to do in your lifetime, even before you came into this world. God had already laid them out. And so he gifted you accordingly to your calling. He gifted you specifically knowing what was headed for your life, all because he wants you to discover who you are in Christ. He wants you to discover your identity and who God made you to be. And then walk in his blessing as you fulfill the works, as you fulfill the plan that God has called you to in your life. How amazing is that? How intentional is that? How awesome is our God that he views and cherishes us independently special to him because of who he created us to be and accomplished for him? It's amazing when you think about it. And it gives us a different perspective that, wow, God has given me a calling. He has given me a specific purpose and plan to do for my life. And so we've got to be faithful in that in order to see the fullness of God's blessing. And we can look back at all through scripture, including the Old Testament, and see different men and women who were used of God and walked in God's blessing in their life when it came to their calling and purpose. One example I want to look at today is King Solomon. Solomon was the son of David and heir to the throne over Israel who not only experienced the blessing of God but was the richest king and man to ever live. But I want to look at the fact that Solomon had to follow God's plan and ways in order to experience the fullness of God's blessing. In 1 Kings chapter 6, verses 11 through 14, it says, The word of the Lord came to Solomon 
As for this temple you are building, if you follow my decrees, observe my laws and keep all my commands and obey them, I will fulfill through you the promise I gave to David your father. And I will live among the Israelites and will not abandon my people Israel. So Solomon built the temple and completed it. So God was speaking here to Solomon and we see that Solomon had had to obey God in order to complete the temple and fulfill his calling. That was God's plan and purpose for his life. He had already told his father David, you're going to have a son who's going to finish and complete, build the temple for me. You're not going to be able to, David, you're not going to be able to do it, David. In fact, David wanted to do it himself. But God said, no. I have your son. That's what I've already laid out for him to do. That's his purpose and plan. That's my purpose and plan for his life. I want you to see that Solomon didn't just experience or reap all the benefits of God's blessing just because he was the new king. Just because he was the next heir in line for the throne. He had to be obedient to what God created him for. For what he wanted him specifically to do in his life. In building a temple for the Lord. He had to build a temple according to the specs that God gave him. He had to be very intentional about following all of God's plan and how he wanted the temple built. And if, if you didn't know it, God is a God of detail. Sometimes we think, okay, we're just going to come in and have church and the Holy Spirit's going to show up. But you know what? God is a God of details. God's a God of order. Amen. You, you, and you can go back to the Old Testament when they had the, the tabernacle that was portable and they had to go set it up. God was very specific and measurements in every single detail about how he wanted it done. So God is a God of order. He's a God of details. And Solomon had to follow those details in order to be obedient. And not only that, Solomon had to be careful to walk in a close relationship with God through obedience to him in order to enjoy the promises of God that he had given him. And so when it comes to our life, we must be obedient to God and his word. We must follow him in everything. If we desire to walk in the fullness of his blessing within our lives and what he's called us to, then we can't just expect God to bless what we do. Amen. We must follow God's plan and how he wants us to go about doing it in order to reap the blessing of God within our lives. And when Solomon finished the building, the the temple, according to God's specs, he then dedicated it to God. And I want you to see the account in 2 Chronicles 7, 1 and 2. It says, when Solomon finished praying... Fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the temple. The priest could not enter the temple of the Lord because the glory of the Lord filled it. Man, I would love to experience that one day. I mean, obviously, God lives with inside of us, and we're going to talk about that in a moment, but I would love it for God's manifest glory and presence to fill this facility where, man, we can't even get in here. We've got to stand outside because it's so awesome and overwhelming that we can't even stand to be in that type of presence. But Solomon offered God an offering of worship for who he is and what he had helped Solomon to accomplish, and God received that form of worship. He he consumed the burnt offering and sacrifices. But I want you to see for us that just like Solomon, we can't forget to pray over what God's called us to accomplish. We can't just go do what God has called us to do and not pray. Prayer is key to walking in the blessing of God. We can't accomplish what God has called us to and then not dedicate it to him through prayer. 
We have to pray all along the way when we're doing things for the kingdom of God. Every part of our life has to be bathed in prayer. And whatever God has laid out for us in his plans or what he's called you to do or accomplish for him in your lifetime, we must always pray over those accomplishments for God. In fact, all of what we accomplish is really not about us anyway. Right? It's all about him. It's all about God getting the glory. It's about all about his grace and mercy and love that has empowered us to do mighty things for him. We also pray because God wants to anoint the work of our hands. God's glory and anointing filled the temple. And through what Christ came to do, through the work of the cross, we are now God's temple. Because God sent the Holy Spirit, his presence, his spirit to live inside of us. And so his spirit lives inside of us the moment we accept him, accept Christ as Lord and Savior. He comes to reside and live within our hearts and our lives. To have full control if we allow him. And so God's anointing in that moment rests on us because we are his children. But God also wants to anoint or bless the work of our hands in and throughout our lifetime and what we do for him ongoing. He wants to bless the work we've accomplished for him. So whether it's in ministry or it's in the workplace or anywhere and anything you do for him, God wants to bless your work. He wants to bless your hands and what you put your hand to for the kingdom of God. The very next chapter in 2 Chronicles 8, verse 16, it says, All Solomon's work was carried out from the day the foundation of the temple of the Lord was laid until its completion. So the temple of the Lord was finished. And I want you to see that we must follow through to finish all of that we're called to. We have to finish all the way through in what God's asked of us. We can't just finish part way in what he's called us to. We have to finish all of what God has laid out before us in our lifetime. This passage of scripture says that all of Solomon's work was carried out. Meaning Solomon didn't miss a thing. He didn't miss a detail. He made sure that it was done right in order to honor God, in order to walk in the fullness of God's blessing. And so when it comes to our calling and follow through, we can't skimp out on God and his plans for us. We must finish all of or follow through from the beginning to the end in order to walk in the fullness of his blessing in this area of our life. And I want you to please note and understand that what we're called to accomplish may take some time. It may take a period of time. Understand that it took Solomon seven years to start, to build, and to complete the temple. That's a long time, over a period of seven years. It took him another 13 years to build his palace after that. So it was 20 years total to finish both of these Again, understand that whatever God calls us to accomplish or finish, it may take time within our lives. Sometimes we get impatient in our callings and purposes in life, especially in the the fast-paced culture in which we live. If things are not done now, then we struggle to see it through. Sometimes we give up short of the completed project that God has us on, and In turn, we don't experience the fullness of God's blessing that he wants to pour on and in and through our lives because we give up. We stop short of what God's asked us to do in our life. 
And so we have to learn to be patient and diligent with what God gives us and in that time that it takes to accomplish the task. And it may be your purpose, your specific calling in life as a whole. It could be individual things that come along the way in your journey with Christ that God places on your path that he's already in advance laid out for you to accomplish. It could be that person that you are sharing God's love with and witnessing to and sharing your faith with them on a regular basis. Don't give up on them. Amen. It takes time. That's right. But the Lord wants to use us over the period of that time to plant seeds and to share God's love right. for them to see who God really is yeah. in the same way that Jesus did good works in his ministry so that they would know the Father's heart and love for them. See, God uses us, has called us, and given us purpose in those things. And so we have to learn to be patient and diligent with what God gives us. So the question that we have to ask ourselves is, are we devoted to complete what God has asked of us or called us to? Am I devoted to the purpose that God has called me to or the calling that he's placed on my life or those people that he's placed in my life to share his love and our faith with? Am I devoted to that? Am I willing to do whatever it takes to do what God has called me to do? Am I devoted to his plans for me and I'm gonna follow through, I'm gonna finish all that he's asked of me? You see, it takes devotion on our part to reap the blessing of God in every area of our life. We need that devotion. And so when it comes to putting our hands to work, look what it says in Psalms 90, verse 17. It says, may the favor of the Lord our God rest on us, establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. You see, in order to do all that God wants us to, we need God's favor to accomplish what he's called us to. There is nothing in our lifetime that we can't do on our own. We need the Lord. And there are sometimes things that seem that beyond our skill level, beyond our, our competency in a certain area, but God's still calling us to that. Why? Because he wants us to rest on him. Yeah. Lean not on our own understanding, but we need to lean on God's understanding, knowing that he's created us for this, and he's gonna give us the ability in the moment. He's gonna give us the wisdom and the knowledge. He's gonna give us the strength to accomplish all of that, what he's called us to but we have to rest and lean and trust on him Amen. in that moment because his favor is what we need to accomplish everything that he's called us to. Without his blessings on the work of our hands, we can't do what only he can do through his strength. It's his favor that empowers us to accomplish all that we need to. And God has to establish the work of our hands we need his favor to rest in our lives. So understanding that, we have to have the mindset of this. Only God can put us into a favorable position for us to bring growth and multiply. So everything that God has called us to, everything we put our hands to, God wants to bring growth to in your life. He wants to multiply your efforts because of his favor resting on your life, because of his favor at work and everything that you do for him. And so God's favor is what's needed to accomplish our purpose in life. And only God can place us in a favorable position. Only he can position us just right to be able to accomplish everything that he's called us to. We can't line things up within our own strength and expect them to get the same results that only God could do. 
And that's why it's important also to rely on God's timing. Because sometimes God will call you to something, but the timing may not be right for it. And if we jump the gun too early, if we step into that, which we know God has called us to, if the timing's not right, it won't function. It won't flourish. Because we've gotten ahead of God. But when we wait for his timing, his favor to open up the door to say, okay, now's the time to step in to this season. Now's the time to step in to this position. Now's the time to do this, to accomplish this. That's when God pours on his favor for us to accomplish all that he's asked of us. And so we've got to rely on him for everything. We can't rely on our own ability or our own strength because we need God and his favor. We need his help to accomplish the purpose and works that he lays before us. That's why we must pray and seek him first. So we get his guidance and direction. That's why we have to be obedient to God in everything. And when we do, that's when God's blessing comes. This is what Solomon says in Proverbs 14, 23 in closing. He says, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. We must be faithful in our work to see the reward. It requires faithfulness on our part to fulfill all that God's called us to. And when we're faithful to him, when we're faithful to what he's called us to, that's when we receive the reward and the blessing of God in our lives. That's when we see the fruit of our labor and all that we've accomplished for God. That's when God pours out the fullness of his blessing in our lives. But we have to be faithful first to our purpose and the works that God has called us to. So whatever it is that God has specifically purposed for your life, whatever it is that he's called you to, specifically that, that no one else can accomplish, and sometimes it's not just you individually, it could be husbands and wives as a team. God will couple you together to accomplish something that only you two together can do. But whatever it is in your life, continue to be faithful. Don't be discouraged. It may take time. Continue to walk it out in faithfulness to God, in faithfulness to the calling that's in and on your life, and faithfulness in doing it for the glory of God. Because when we do, that's when we see God's blessing manifest in our lives. And that's what the core of our heart would say is that God, I want all of it. So God, you help me in my life.